Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing the Netflix original movie, Nemona, which is also based off of a comic book you can get on Amazon for about 14 USD, a little over. I haven't gotten the comic book yet. It's a little above my price point for sporadic purchases, as it were. I do plan on getting it. It's on my wish list, but I'm like, that's that's above the $10 mark. We got to think about that and evaluate that purchase a little more in depth. So anyway, Nemona, what did I think about it? Well, I was a little bored. It's the end of summer, and it was before I'm starting to panic about getting into the sway of fall semester, which I'm officially in, and I'm going... I kind of had a mini panic attack yesterday. I mean, not like a breathing problem panic attack, but I was like, I have assignments due in two days and I have to get these done. So, you know what? I'm just going to do them all tonight and then I'll be done and I don't have to worry about it. I'm going, I got them done by like 8 p.m. And I'm going, this class is supposed to take nine hours of my life and it only took about three totally frantic hours. So I don't know if I'm like doing speed work or if it just happened to be an easy first week. But anyway, I'm like, I don't really have to stress out about school. Things are going calmly there. So it was like, last week I decided to watch Nimona. I haven't watched an animated film in quite a while because I'm just not typically into animated films, but this one looked really funny. And so I was like, I will try this. I loved Nimona. Nimona was a great show. Nimona is about the story of a fellow whose name is Ballister Poldhart, who is getting ready to be knighted. He's the first commoner in the realm to be knighted to protect the kingdom from monsters that live outside the walls of this modern city that still has knights, which is a little bit of a dichotomy of terms, but we're going to suspend our disbelief there. So anyway, Ballister Boldheart is getting ready to be knighted along with his best friend Ambrosius. I'm not sure why you would name a child Ambrosius, but anyway, and also Ambrosius is kind of his, he's not his boyfriend yet, although he just becomes his boyfriend later. But anyway, they're really good buds at this point. So anyway, Ambrosius is basically giving the pet proc saying, you know, everyone's going to love you being knight. It's okay. It's going to be fine. Well, anyway, the queen gets ready to knight Ballister Boldheart. His sword goes off and disintegrates the queen who wanted him to be the first commoner who's knighted. Well, this led to um, Ballister having his arm chopped off by Ambrosius because of the basically split reaction of Ambrosius going, he's trying to turn off the sword and instead he ends up cutting off Ballister's arm. It's not a good day for the bros, as it were. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not a good day. So anyway, Ballister goes into hiding and he's trying to figure out who actually set him up with the sword. So anyway, in the midst of all this, Nimona sees his visions on the news and she's like he is perfect so she goes and hunts down Ballister Boldheart and says she will be his sidekick and basically she gets him out of a bunch of trouble where he ends up in jail she gets him out he finds out she's a shapeshifter which kind of freaks him out a bit and Nimona is 
Nimona. I really don't think, I think the thing that I like best about Nimona is it's basically about how it is really bad to label people and to put them in boxes because sometimes people don't really fit in boxes. And I know that a lot of people are saying that Nimona is a very LGBTQI plus film and this really offended, I guess, some people and some people really like the film. I personally, um, Yes, there are some LGBTQI plus things in it. And even if there were or not, I would be totally good with it because I'm like, it's it's a great show and that's really not the point. But I guess some people said that Disney didn't take this film to make it into a movie because of the openly gay characters of Ambrosius and Ballister Brulhart. And I'm sitting there going, I don't mean it weird, but I'm going, this freaks Disney out. I'm going, I haven't seen Disney shows in a long time. So I will be the first to admit it has been a while since I've watched Disney shows, but I'm going, Pallister, Brave, Boldheart, and Ambrosius as a couple freaked Disney out so much that they wouldn't have them as a movie. I'm going, I don't know what the world's coming to, but I just sat there and was like, I'm kind of appalled that this was even a problem with Disney, given what Disney puts out that offends people in general a lot of the time. I'm going, yeah, I'm like, this two knights who happen to like each other in a romantical way freaked Disney out. I don't know. It's just kind of weird to me. I said there was like, I actually watched the movie because I was kind of curious because I Googled it and it said that Disney had ditched this show and Netflix had picked it up because of the LGBTQI plus um, references. And I was like, I am curious as to what Disney found so frightening in this film that could offend some of their viewers. And I watched them going, it really is kind of like a Disney show, except the girl, or Nimona, who is actually not a girl. She's a hippo and a shark and Nimona. And I think we can just leave it at that. But Nimona, I'm going, this really is like a Disney show, except the Nimona character is far more interesting than most characters in Disney movies. I'm just saying, I remember being a kid and I was a little hacked at Disney because we did not have any strong, somewhat feminine characters. And the only one I liked was Belle, but I didn't think that she deserved to end up with the Beast. So yeah, I'm going, yeah, I wish they had that Nimona, but they didn't. So Nimona tracks down Ballister Boldheart. She basically becomes his side, or they basically become his sidekick and save him from prison, help him escape, all that jazz. In the process, um, Ballister realizes that maybe what he's always thought about the world is not right, which leads him to kind of a, I don't know, I think he's in his 20s, so we'll say a 20s crisis of the soul to speak. <laughs> so anyway, Ballister is going, you know, he doesn't know who to trust. He doesn't know why monsters, which he's always been told are terrible things, are really like Nimona. And if they're like Nimona, all they do is talk a lot and kind of act like an angsty teenager because they've been through a lot of emotional trauma. I'm going, you know, it's really not that terrifying. But in the midst of all this, Ballister ends up um, 
having to fight Ambrosius. I love the scene where Ambrosius is with the director of the Institute and the director asks Ambrosius how Ambrosius is doing. And Ambrosius sits there and then kind of has this meltdown where he says, you know, I, I've lost my friend. My friend has a new friend. Where is that coming from? I've also lost the person that I really love. I've cut off their arm. Cutting off their arm is not a love language. And he's just kind of losing it in the back of the robotic carriage, as it were. And then you flip to real life, and he hasn't said any of this. He's just said, I'm fine. And I'm going, you know, a lot of us have semi-internal meltdowns, and it was really funny to watch somebody have one on film. So anyway, Ambrosius is having a semi-internal meltdown. They find out that the director actually killed the queen. Um, Nimona gets a confession out of the director that Ballister records and they upload to the city and everyone knows the director is a lying, terribly human being and framed Ballister so that no commoner could ever become knight because, goodness, we can't have the commoners running around with, I don't know, hopes and dreams and ambitions above their station. <laughs> so anyway... And meanwhile, um, the director finds an ancient script that shows Nimona as a terrible black dragon with this little tiny girl character inside the dragon. And what you find out is that Nimona was actually friends with the character of Glorith hundreds of years before. But Glorith basically turncoated on Nimona, allowed people to try to burn Nimona at the stake because Nimona was a shapeshifter and built a city and imbued fear in her people because she couldn't bear the fact that things could be different, that you could have a shapeshifting monster that wasn't really something to be terrified of. And I love the scene where Nimona is talking with Ballister and she and they say, you know, I, I don't know why I keep showing her she, except when she when they change into the teenage girl character, it just really seems to suit them well. But anyway, we'll call them they. So, but when they is talking to Ballister, they are talking to Ballister. I love how they say, you know the thing that really troubles them as a shapeshifter is not the fact that they are different, but the fact that people want to destroy them, not because they've been attacked by the shapeshifter, not because the shapeshifter has done anything wrong to them. They simply want to destroy them because they are different from them. And this strikes fear and terror into them and makes them feel like they are a hero to try to drive a sword through something they don't understand. I think in many ways, that's one of the most pivotal and best scenes of the entire show. Because if there's one thing I think we've seen in the last years, and I'm not saying this as a political statement, because I really don't care if people are liberal or conservative, whatever. It's not, I'm not political, so I really don't care. But the thing is, is I think the thing that we've seen so many times in the past few years is how if people don't understand something, it terrifies them. It makes them feel kind of frightened and antagonistic. And they will make such 
rapid decisions, which may not even be true at all, because they're trying to protect things that maybe they don't even know what they're protecting, as weird as that may sound. But I think that this movie really brings to the forefront that the main thing is to have empathy and to try to have understanding. I love at the end of this film, Nimona turns into a dragon because Ballister kind of um, thinks that Nimona is a threat after talking to Ambrosius and seeing this ancient scroll of what she what they used to look like. So Nimona turns into a dragon, tries to drive a huge statue sword through their heart. And at the end of the day, Ballister gets on the sword and says, stop, I'm sorry. Don't kill yourself because everyone's scared of you. This isn't the way to handle things. I'm so sorry that people have misunderstood you. I'm so sorry that people have treated you bad. This isn't your fault. At the end of the day, though, the director tries to blow up the city to destroy Nimona. Nimona seems to disappear because Nimona goes and stops the cannon from taking out the city. And then you see Ballester and he's like, you know, sometimes people get a happy ending. Sometimes they don't. Maybe it's not their time. Maybe that's not that kind of story. And at the end of the day, Ballester is sitting there with Ambrosius and their happy couple. And he sees that they've honored Nimona. And then they've put up pictures and signs. And he goes to the building that he and Nimona used to have their meetings at. And I love the last thing because he says, he puts up the picture of I love Nimona. And he hears the sound that says, hey, boss. And he's like, Nimona's back. And I love that kind of uncle dad-like figure that he's become for this hundreds-year-old mo monster, as it were, which I love that she's a monster. But I don't know she doesn't like the name, but I'm like, she's a wonderful monster. But I think that the main thing about Nimona is it really shows how our differences can be our beautiful pieces. And that is my review of Nimona. Check it at the round table. Bye.